0: This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. Aren't you grateful that he never stops working? His word is always working. I actually woke up with that this morning. And uh, it was just, in my mind, it was just... And I guess my heart just, he never stops working. It's like the Lord saying, his word is eternal, and it always works. And there's no age to it. It's not a word for young people or old people. Or it's no age to it. It doesn't say the promise is, is good until you reach 80, and then it stops. The promises are still working. They're always working. They're energized with his life. The promise is so strong that throughout all eternity, his promises made in Christ are still working for all eternity. It's not going to be one day after, oh, the promise ran out. (laughs) One billion years. (laughs) Oh, that was the end of it. No. Even when he created the heavens and the earth, Scientists tell us that the universe is still expanding at the speed of light. Because he never stopped. He never stopped that word. Oh, I bring that word back now and just stop. That's enough universe. It's still expanding at the speed of light. And we live in this little place called the what the Milky Way. It's just a little bitty, bitty part. And I remember years ago that um, it was Kev Copeland. He, said, he was praying. He said, "Lord, is there life in outer space?" And the Lord said, "Well, I'm out here because <laughs> if there's life on Mars, Jesus is Lord there. If there's life in some other <laughs> planet, planet, Jesus is Lord there." Wow, And we could spend, I believe, creation visiting those planets and stuff. But anyway, I can come connect.
1: I was connecting with how he's always working with the line in the other song we read about his unfailing love. Mm. And he's always working and his love being unfailing is always working. So while His Word is working, His love is working. It's all tied together, and that's why He never stops working because of His unfailing love. His mercies are new every day. You know. So I was good. Like that for you.
0: <laughs> so be encouraged. We're going to have the Word today, and you know, even that when the Lord's saying it's not for any age group; it's for all. It's all. Inclusive, it's for everyone. But we've been a lot of us older people have been fed a bill of goods from the world. More mature, yeah. Say I believe 120. So I'm just a little over mid here. But then the Bible says, "Till you're satisfied, you can live till you're satisfied." So however long that you know you want it to be. But that means that what they tell us about seniors or whatever, that doesn't apply to me. doesn't apply to you because we serve a risen Savior, and he's given us promises. That's
2: good stuff.
0: So we've been looking for the fountain of youth, and we found it. Uh, Jesus, <laughs> he renews our youth. Yeah. Ah. It's
1: on my shirt.
0: Come on up, Joe. Come
1: on <laughs> Good morning. Welcome, everybody. It's a great day to receive healing, isn't it? What would you come for today? Did you come to spectate or did you come to activate and receive? Activate and receive, yeah. If you're in the spectator stands today and you want to see what this is all about, make up your mind today, get rid of it. I didn't come to spectate. I came so I can be different when I walk out. I came to receive what God has for me. He withholds no good thing from us. No good thing. It's always his will to heal. Always. These never said to anybody, I challenge you to go look for yourself, but I never see, any. I never saw anywhere in the Bible where Jesus said, well, I'm sorry, Pastor Bob, you were a little bad, so you have to keep that sickness for a while did he ever tell anybody that no do no. you say uh i want to teach you something so hang on for a little bit and come back in a couple of years and if you're good enough i'll i'll get rid of it never did so we just blew some religious cows right out of the water didn't we Absolutely. it's always god's will to heal what do you believe do you believe that Because if you don't believe, it's always God's will to heal. Then you have a sign for the enemy that says, come by me because I have a little bit of doubt and unbelief if it's God's will for me to heal. And everybody knows the brownie recipe, don't you? A little bit of wrong food taints the recipe, does it not? Okay, so I'm going to tell. I know many of you know the brownie recipe, but I'm going to tell it anyway because some don't. So I make the most fabulous brownies. Well, I claim to make the most fabulous brownies. I import the ingredients. Just, mm, you can just smell that chocolate. It's just so good. And I whip up everything together, and all the ingredients, it looks good. And I, at the end, before I put it, take it out of the bowl and put it in the pan, I want to add one little tiny ingredient to it because I think it'll improve it. So, I'm getting all ready to go, and I'm going to tell you what the ingredient is, but I'm going to bake it first. You don't know what's in there. I'm baking it. It's coming out. Can you smell it? They smell really good, don't they? Half of it has um, nuts in it, for those of you that like nuts. Just really good, and here it is. So, I'm presenting the brownies to you, and I cut them. They smell good. They're nice and warm, and they're on the plate, and before... You get ready to take a bite. I said, but wait, I have one, one part I have to tell you because I want to make sure you still want to eat the brownies. I said, okay, what would that be? They look great. He said, I put a teaspoon of manure in there because manure fertilizes everything, doesn't it? Makes the plants grow and everything. Do you still want the brownies? No way, would you? Who would? I mean, who in their right mind would want the brownies, Right. So why is it that we think that we can do just a little teaspoon of our own thinking, of our own ways where healing is concerned, and get God's perfect brownies? You can't do your own. We can't do doubt and unbelief. Doubt and unbelief is just a crack for the enemy to come in and steal from you. And when you're standing for healing and you're believing God for healing, everything in you has to look at God, because that's the answer. Anything that is distracting, looking at what you think, but you know I had aunt so-and-so or uncle so-and-so who had this same thing and this is what happened to them. And you know that they say, this will happen. You know that they say, I only have X amount of time. You know, wouldn't you like to get a hold of they sometimes? I kind of like to get them and talk to them a little bit and say, will you just please keep your mouth shut? Because we don't want to know what they say. We want to know what the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the healer says about it. And then we want to line up with what God says. So I want to give you an encouraging word from what Pastor, uh, I take off of what Pastor Bob talked about with age this morning. And um, in the healing center, uh, Sandra Kennedy Ministries several years back, They had this um, more mature couple come into the healing center. They had just gotten married, and um, so they were on their honeymoon. And they decided for their honeymoon that they were coming to the healing center to get what God had to say about healing. Do you know they walked out of the healing center completely, totally whole? Remember, that's how they chose to spend their honeymoon. And they were either in their late 80s. I think one was in their late 80s. The other one was in their early 90s. Completely, totally restored. Isn't that encouraging? Yeah. Never too late with God. God never says, oops, you completed half your course, you know, you're gonna to have to be handicapped for the rest of it, or you're gonna to have to be detained, or you're gonna to have to, you know, uh, have a hurt toe or you know, a diagnosis. That's not good. God is always for healing. He he does not like sickness and disease. If God was for sickness and disease, Tell me where he would get it from. Does he ever use the enemy's weapons for our betterment? Never. Never. He does not go to the enemy's camp and grab some things and say, ooh, I think I'll teach him something. Let's do that. Who leads us and guides us? Holy Spirit leads us and guides us to all the truth, right? All right. Let's dive into the word. Let's go to Acts chapter 3. For those of you that have your Bibles with you. The word of God. Cuts everything. Goes down even to the discerning. The dividing of the joints. And the marrow, in the thoughts. And in the intents of the heart. So it says now Peter and John went up together. Into the temple at the hour of prayer. Being the ninth hour is about three o'clock. In the afternoon. And a, a certain Man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. So I'm going to stop here before we go on, and listen. Peter and John were doing something. What they were doing? What were they doing? They were going to church, right? They're going to prayer, three o'clock in the afternoon. And here it says, a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried. So a man who was lame from birth had to be at least 18 years, at least, and probably more than that, but at least because a man, right? So what do you think he was carried there? So think about this man, how impacted by the lameness was he? He couldn't walk. He was probably told what to do, when to do it, how to do it. What do you think his uh, self-worth was like? Pretty bad, wouldn't you think? So we're going to see some of these things as we go. They, who are they? He was at their whim because they carried him wherever they put him. It was probably where he pretty well stayed. And whenever they decided to come back and get him is when he got to go home. So at somebody else's um, direction at all times. Look at that. So whom they lay daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful. And he had a job. What was his job? To To beg, wasn't it? Beg of those that entered the temple. All right. Now, I just want to take you down the street. Just think about this. You go downtown Memphis, and how far do you walk before somebody's begging you for something? Not very far, is it? All right. So what's your thought, typically, when you're going by person after person after person? Now, every now and then, I get arrested by the Holy Spirit and say, listen, I want you to do such and such. And I'll go out of my way to do it. But a lot of times the thought processes in my mind is I don't want to interact. I don't want to be caught up in something that I'm unaware of. But think about this when people are going into the temple or when you're passing somebody. I always try to listen in here to see what God says. But God was not in there in them at that time because they were not born again. So in the natural course of things, they were walking by people, walking by this man, probably not giving him any thought. Or if they did give him thought, do you think it was positive? Several would help him because he asked for alms. If he did it every day, people would help him. After you helped him, how many times would you help him before you wouldn't help him anymore? Did anybody offer to do anything besides give him money? What do you think he was thinking at that time as a need He's looking up, look at this. He said, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked of alms. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And so I'm going to just skip down a little bit, and he says this. Well, before I do that, let me go back. This man had a great need. Do you think he ever had any help of being healed? No, there wasn't anything that could do. So in his lifetime, he's been diagnosed. Do you think that he ever thought anything would ever be different for him all of his years? You think he wanted to maybe check out at some point in time? So pretty much, I would say there was at least one point in time that he was hopeless, but he kept on going the routine, kept on doing what he was doing, knowing there's no difference. And I'm here to tell you today that you are not in that man's position because you have a hope in Jesus. He paid the price for you to be healed. Whatever they have told you, the medical people are trained medically and thank God for them. But whatever they have told you does not have to be the last word for you. But it's you who chooses. Now, in this account... Peter says this to him. He said, look on us. I have a borrowed Bible, so my other notes are somewhere else. But in my in the one that I was reading, it says, Peter says, look on me. You know what that says to me? It says that he had to take heed, pay attention, and be single-minded to what that man of God had to say. And in our case, we have to... Take the attention from everything else that's going on and be single-minded to what Jesus has to say. The Word of God is truth. The Word of God is truth. The facts may be you have a diagnosis, but the truth, which is the Word of God, will always change the facts. But they won't change it for anybody who will not take heed and use what the Word of God says. Listen, it you know, we want it poofed on. I don't know about you, but I want it poofed on. I don't want to be doing this long drawn-out thing. But the fact is, life is a process. Many times healing is a process. All a miracle is, is the process of healing instantaneously done. But you can get healed by your faith as well as somebody laying hands on you. You can get healed by your own faith. You don't have to wait for somebody to lay hands on you today. You can receive your healing right now. So I, I, I need to show you something about, I'm going to look it up um, in a different thing here. Because I want to show you a couple of things that are just real practical where healing is concerned. First of all, turn your mind off. For the things you already know. We all know a bunch of stuff about the Word of God. All know it. Have you ever eaten a baked potato? You know what it tastes like, don't you? All right. Can the memory of that baked potato sustain you today? No. No. So the memory of what you know, excuse me, or what you think you know about the word of God doesn't sustain you for today. You need spiritual food to put in there. The devil works 24 seven. And I remember Jesus said, I come so that they have life and life more abundantly. And he said that he came so that the oppressed could go free. So you think sickness and disease is oppression? Jesus called it that. So we should be against everything that Jesus is against, and we should be for everything that Jesus is for. And if you don't know that you know that you know that you know that it's always God's word to heal you, now, not that it's God's will to heal Pastor Bob, but, you know, take your little fingers, move them around, and tell yourself it's God's will to heal me. When? When? Right now. now. So, if it's God's will to heal you, and it's God's will to heal you now, then there is an act of giving, an act of receiving. Jack, would you stand up for me, please? So, if I am willing to give Jack this million dollars, all right? I'm willing to take it. Yeah, and jack is listen jack is willing. now uh, that's wonderful but i want you to keep your hands down for me you're willing to take it he already said he's willing to take it out of his mouth you heard him he's willing to take it right so if he asked me for the million dollars will you ask me for the million dollars What's that now? Will you give me a million dollars ask me yeah no ask me I asked Oh, would you give me a million Yeah, dollars? I could. Would you give me a million dollars? <laughs> okay. So, here we go. There we go. So, I want you to leave your hands there. All right. So, here is, here is me giving it to Jack. Now, oftentimes, the, and the question comes back, will you heal me, Lord? Will you heal me? Will, yes. 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 I sent my word I already did it. It's already done. But yet, out of his mouth is, yes, I want it. But look at his actions reflect no taking. There's not a completion of the gift. See where I'm going? So I could put it on him. Does he have possession of it? So can I say this? If you're born again, that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. And what does the word say? It quickens and makes alive your mortal body by a spirit. Well, if it's in there, why is it not out here doing quickening, making alive my mortal body? Well, what are you doing? What are you doing? Are you actively involved in your healing or are you going to think God is going to poof it on you? You cannot use what you never received. Now, when a gift is given and a gift is received, you take possession of it. I would take it like this if it was my healing. But anyway, (laughs) when you take, I would take it like this if it was my healing. (laughs) Do I do it three times? (laughs) All right. There we go. <laughs> so now the thing about it is... <laughs> so
2: the,
1: enemy it the enemy took it back. Well, the enemy's sneaky, uh, isn't he? Uh-huh. How did he get it back? He just took it he it. Why? He let go of it. He got distracted and he let go of it. So when you receive your healing... Don't be slow to take it and be, get it, and 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 hang on to it, and hang on to it. Do you get the principles here? Okay. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, God sent his word and healed you. It is already done. So, let's go to the enemy's camp. We're going to go over here. What does the enemy say? You got a pain still. I don't see any difference. You must not have got your healing. All right. Terry, will you stand up there? All right. Jack, you can be on the good side. How's that? Oh. Just go up over there. Okay, she falls out. All right. <laughs> so that too. So Terry has received... Her healing. All right. <laughs> Woo, very good. That's what we need to do. All right. So, but she's walking along, and all of a sudden, she's got a pain in her knee. I said, "You must have not got any healing. I know that that crazy lady prayed for you, but she doesn't know what she's talking about. And you know, it's for some people, but it's not for everybody." Now, word of God, you should be speaking to here. Word of God. (laughs) So, all the time. Listen, it's for some people, you know, but God really didn't intend for you to be healed all the way, just for a minute. Or you might get it, but you know, you better watch out because Aunt Sally got it back. The Word of God's been pretty quiet over there. I don't know what's happening over there. But typically, you're going to have, talk Jack, thank you, Lori, talk Jack. The Word of God is supposed to be talking in her ear. So, in her, (laughs) exactly, exactly. Exactly. The word of God says what it says. The word of God does not always blah, 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 blah. blah. The word of God says, I sent my word. The devil, blah, 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 blahs. You ain't getting it this time. You haven't been good enough. I know what you did. You were mean to that woman at the counter today. You just walked by that person. You never acknowledged them. You're just really, you can't have healing when you're like that. You see how the devil talks to you? And they say, you know, the doctor says, this is the progression. The doctor says, this medicine's going to make you sick. Well, listen, you take medicine, you better talk to it. You tell it what it's going to do and what it's not going to do before it goes in your body. You tell your body to receive the good and expel the bad. And I refuse. Oh, well, I don't feel good. Well, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. Whose report are you going to believe? So this here is the deciding factor. You're going to have symptoms come at you. You're going to have the Spirit of the Lord telling you things. Who will you believe? Who will you believe? That's it. (laughs) Thank you. See, so it's real... I want to get very practical with healing. When we lay hands on you, it is a point of contact. Those of us that, that do this have laid hands on people that the anointing, we can sense sometimes, not all the time, but a lot of times you can sense. The presence of God is here, by the way. It's been, been confirmed several different times. And if you don't, If you don't sense anything, believe by faith that what I'm telling you is true because Jesus is here to heal. But, you know, when when we pray for somebody, if that person is already saying no inside of all their being, when we lay hands on them, we cannot make that anointing go in. They have the power to stop it. You remember in Jesus' own hometown, he said there he could not do many mighty miracles because of what? Unbelief. Their unbelief, yeah. Now, he did do some miracles, but if you look at some of the cross references in our translation, he did a few small ones, but nothing mighty because of their unbelief. What's the very next thing Jesus did? Anybody know? Doing what? He went teaching. Teaching. What's the remedy here? Yes, listen to what the, the Spirit of the Lord has to say. Listen to what the Word of God is saying to you. When he encountered unbelief, how does faith come? By Somebody teaching you something, talking to you about something, giving the word of God to you, right? So if you're having issues getting over some thoughts or if there's some strongholds, what are strongholds and fortresses meant to do? What's a fortress? Can you think of a big fortress? What is it meant to do? Keep, keep, keep Keep out, right? What is a stronghold meant to do? Keep something in. You ever heard of anybody say, said, well, they really have a stronghold in that area. Well, the devil is camped in that territory with a stronghold of a thought, an idea. And you have taken it, received it, and you're camping right there. And you're not going to let anything else penetrate. And the fortresses, a lot of times, you know, the old fortresses, they had moats around them, you know, and everything. But a lot of them were considered impenetrable. But, you know, the Bible says this. That the weapons are, are of warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, right? What's a weapon of God? The word, the sword of the spirit. Blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus. What about love? Isn't that one of the most God is love? He does not have love, but he is love. Is that not one of the most powerful weapons you can use? So here's what, here's what I picture. When we walk in love in cases, you know, you're not feeling good. All sorts of things are happening to you. It looks like the doctors, what they told you is absolutely true. And it looks like the checkout time is coming closer. And it's just plain misery, misery. I don't know why I'm here, I don't even want to be here anymore type of thoughts. The devil's talking to you. And God says, be still and know that I am God. And somebody comes up to you and you want to do something, your first response is you just want to snap at them. But instead, you just in love, say, you know what? The word of God says this, and I don't understand everything, but I know this. My God is faithful to me. My God delivers me. I know my angels camp around about me and protect me. I know Holy Spirit leads me and guides me to all of the truth. He hides nothing that is for my betterment. He's always for me. He's never against me. What are you doing when you do that? You're building your faith. Faith Faith comes by Hearing. hearing and hearing by the word of God. So Jesus went about to the next and he taught before he healed. He taught. So if you're in a place right now and you've got something that is a fortress or maybe a stronghold of something, you know, that you believed, you know, sickness is there to teach you something, The the weapons of God can penetrate the darkness. That's why music is such a wonderful thing. And you will hear, you know, preachers talk about um, the music and the praise and the worship. That's why getting into God's presence, you know, you enter his gates with thanksgiving. Into the courts with praise. Have you ever done what Hebrews says? It says, come boldly to the throne of grace. First time I ever came boldly. I was like bold as, you know, like, oh, Lord, it says to do this. So I'm going to do this. But I have taken friends who have been ill, and I've taken by the hand, and let's go to the throne of God. I said, Jesus, we're coming. Father, you said to come boldly, so I am bringing my friend to the throne of grace. Now, they probably think I'm, you know, a little bit, but listen, we get results. If you do what Jesus said, if you do what it says in the Word, you get the results of the Word. Don't be weary in well-doing. And, you know, let me say this. If you expect your flesh to tell you when you're healed, guess what? You'll never see it. You have to see it before you see it, or you'll never see it. So what does that mean? you got to see it with your eye of faith. You have to believe it. And even if you can't believe it right now, it's okay. Jesus doesn't count that against you. Isn't that wonderful? He loves us no matter what. So it's not an issue. I say, Lord, I'm, I, I, I can't. I can't get there. But I'm willing to be willing. One day, a bunch of us were praying. We were in a healing meeting, and one of the guys that came up um, he had been at previous meetings. Now, I was not part of this, but people got teeth. God restored people's teeth at this meeting. And they got gold teeth, literal gold. It wasn't gold filled, it was whole gold teeth. And so this gentleman wanted gold teeth. And I was the one he came and asked to pray. I thought, you should have, if you could have heard what was going on in my mind, I'm thinking, Okay, gold teeth. Why do you need gold teeth? I mean, I wouldn't say any of this, but it was every question that was coming in my mind. And I knew that I could not stand in agreement with that man because I couldn't believe for it. I didn't have faith for what he wanted. So I could have smiled real nice and said, Oh, yeah, I'll agree with you what, what I would have done. I, he, he's thinking he's got somebody in agreement. Says, remember, we're two or more agrees touching anything they to ask? Will she be done with my father which is in heaven? So I just politely said, excuse me a second. And I got somebody else. And I told him, I said, this is what he wants. Will you pray? I'm not there. And I told God, I'm willing to be willing. I don't know why somebody would need gold teeth. But I'm willing to be willing. But I couldn't, I couldn't quite get there. So what do you do? If you can't quite get there, you know, there is something that happens. You know, in your knower, if you think you're healed, but you don't know in your knower, you know what I'm talking about? Then you're in mental ascent. Now, it's okay. Because you got to start thinking about it so you can start talking about it, so you can start acting about it, so you can start believing it. But there is something in the faith realm that goes from here, and it hooks up there like a chain that can't be undone. And you know that you know that you know that you are healed. Every symptom can still exist in your body. I have a friend who got report after report. She knew, God told her she was healed. She studied the word for hours at a time. She said, I work for eight hours a day. She said after this, di- she was diagnosed, told she had three months to live. And um, she quit her job and boo-hooed and made her arrangements and did all that. And then finally, she said, I work for eight hours a day. She said, I'm gonna, somebody gave her a book is what it was, Healed of, um, healed of Cancer by Dodie Osteen. And so she got in the word for eight hours a day. And in that process, she was on antidepressants and stuff from the things that have happened, and God told her. God gave her a series of things to do. Her husband did not believe it, but God told her that she was healed, and she knew in her knower that she was healed. Every symptom was still in her body. She would get x-rays done. The cancer, they said, was still there. They went to do surgery one day on her. And the surgeon called back to the prayer group. And, and, excuse me, that's a different story. I'll tell you about that one later. Um, The surgeon got in there, and he was talking to the radiologist. He said, I can't find it. Where is it? He said, hey, man, you're right there. It's right on such and such. He needed all the details and everything like that. And um, he couldn't find anything. The guy closed her up. And you heard the enemy say, You just killed her. Now that would be pretty. That woman knew she was healed. She just knew she was healed. She walked in it. Months later, remember she was given three months, her x rays still showed cancer. But she was totally, completely restored. No cancer. It was a God thing. Remember, you know, the thing about Kenneth Copeland, he talked about somebody's x-rays were really bad and they do whatever, but they put their x-rays in their Bible every time they'd walk by. They were believing for healing and they were doing everything they knew to do, but they, had, they, they didn't really think about it. They just put, but they would talk to the sickness and disease as they walked by. And... Um, So anyway, the next appointment came or whatever, and she brought her set of x-rays and all that kind of stuff. And the doctor looks at me and said, well, what are we looking at here? (gasps) The x-rays changed. She was whole, and the x-rays even changed. See, we limit God. We limit God. This man, who looked like he had no future and he had no hope, you know, and Peter says, you know, look upon us. If you uh, if you look, read one of the versions, it says, look upon us. And it says, he gave heed expecting to receive something. Are you expecting to receive or are you hoping to receive? There's no condemnation any place in this place. If you're hoping to receive, that just means you need a little more time soaking in the presence and the word of God to believe that God is always for you, that sickness and disease he's always against. You know, it came with the fall of man. It was not in the garden before. You know, I'll read some of those things. You know, I always believe when I'm going through something difficult, I want a toil I call it a sweatless victory. Do you know that toil came with the curse? Well, that's a nasty thing, isn't it? So every time you're toiling, you are not engaging with Galatians 3.13 that says, Jesus bore the curse for me and I've been redeemed from the curse of toil. I've been redeemed from the curse of cancer. I've been redeemed from the curse of, you put your thing in there. I'm redeemed from, I'm not gonna be redeemed. I am redeemed. And the more that you do that, the more you saturate, it permeates up here from mental ascent to down in here that you know that you know that you know. And at that point, you can have talking from this area, it won't make any difference. No, I'll tell you what I believe. I'll tell you what I believe. I'll look in the mirror and tell myself what I believe. Do you do that? Some days that woman in the mirror is a little contrary. Yeah. She needs to talking to. I'll tell you you what we're going to do today you're going to move feelings don't get to vote your feelings do not get to vote and somebody says yeah but they sure have an impact only if you let them you know mine are pretty strong they want certain things some days I acquiesce but most of the time say no I know what we're going to do this is what we're doing today I don't feel like it I don't care (laughs) you know How many times do you not feel like getting a shower? I don't care. You do it anyway. So with the things of God, every little bit measures up and adds up. Do you remember? You know, I'm so grateful. I met this couple from Australia years and years ago. John and I did. And um, uh, we sewed a book into their lives. And I remember writing in the cover... And we were learning this way back, you know, way back then. And we were learning about seeds, seed time and harvest. And I remember one line of what I wrote Aren't you glad God did not tell us to plant trees? All an oak tree is an acorn that held its ground, had one little seed, and the right amount of sunlight and water and nurture we have the perfect amount from our lord of what we need and he gave us the seed he sent his word and healed you and delivered you from a little bit of destruction all all i like what the scholars say about all means everything nothing left out all all not part of it. So you don't have to keep a little bit. You don't, have to, you don't have to negotiate with the devil. You need to take authority over the devil and kick him out. For those of you who have animals, we love our pets. But when the dog or cat or whatever animal decides they're going to do something contrary to what you want done, what do you do? Say, okay, sweetie, it's all right. Just do whatever you want. Run around the house. Tear everything up. It's no problem, is it? No. You get a little stern, don't you? And you give undivided attention to the issue. And you address the issue. And then what do you do after that? You reinforce that issue, don't you? you? It's not once and done. It's not once and done. Do you remember the demonstration with Jack? And he had the million dollars in his hand. And he kind of turned that way and somebody snatched it from him, right? All right. You receive your healing. There is a, there is a uh, protection that has to come. The enemy comes not but to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. God comes that you have life and have it more abundantly. Not barely existing right? More abundant life is what he's given to us. All right. What is the enemy's job? How? Deception. Deception? Temptation. Temptation. Tell you it's not true. It's true for you. But it's probably not true for you. You know, you know, you know what you did. You know, right? Now, let me get into one other little territory here. What does he say about forgiveness? What does God say about forgiveness? Yes. We, who's responsible? We have to forgive. You have to sink in yourself that that does not make them right. It makes you free. Now let's turn it around and say, if you don't, that still does not make them right. But they have put you in a cage and you refuse to get out. It's like, you know, faith without works is what? Well, guess what fear without works is? Dead. Fear without works is dead. So when the enemy comes and says, you know, they say, and you will never, and this is really hard, and I I don't think you're going to make it. I think you just ought to be a whole, go home with Jesus. It's okay. Fear, not acted on, produces nothing. Nothing. Faith, not acted on, produces nothing. Each camp has something to offer, but whose report are you going to believe? And let me tell you this. Put yourself in a canoe, and you're on the mighty Mississippi River, but your paddles are in the boat. Where do you go? Wherever the river takes you. So let me ask you. We are in the world, but are we of the world? So, that means we are in the world system. If you put your oars in the boat, where are you going to go? And in this case, for what we're doing, is that going to be to healing? Or is it going to be to uh, departure? Down Down the stream. It's going to be wherever the enemy wants to to move. You remember in James it says that a double-minded man is unstable or a dual-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. And it says that he's tossed to and fro. So if you're standing in the beach and the waves come in and the tide goes out, where do you go? Do you stand still? All those examples tell you you never stand still. None of them. You will never stand still. So whose report will you believe? And when are you ready to get your oar in the water for the things of God? ever vigilant. Who's your rear guard? God is your rear guard, right? Do you believe it? What do you talk all day? What you have? Or what you are expecting? You're talking really what you're expecting. So what are you talking about? Look at your words. You got 50, 60,000 of them every single day. Thoughts that run through your mind. Which ones do you take and deliver? You believe you more than anybody else. So he says here, Peter, let me see. In verse 5 it says, He gave heed unto them expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have given, uh, given I thee, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. All right. So, lame from birth. Just put yourself there for a minute. Here's these two guys. All you want is a little bit of money. You have no expectations beyond that. Here are these two guys. I can imagine that he is not even he's asking for alms. Give me money. I need money, I need money. I imagine he's not looking at anybody. Because Peter said, in the version I was reading, "Look at us. Look, at, look, look at us." And he raised up his eyes. What does that tell you? If you're looking, if you're, this is your view. If this is your view, the natural, all the way around like this, then you have the sense world, which you can see, feel, taste, touch, and smell. Which is, who is the God of that world? All right. So if we fight on this realm, how many times do we win? We don't. We have to take the heavenly realm and fight with the things of the heavenly realm we win every single time every single time you know think about think about this you've got you got the law of gravity if you go off the top of a 20-story building where you're going down right so then if you have the law of gravity how do airplanes fly the law of lift, right? So can we say the law of lift will supersede the law of gravity? Yeah. But you will never experience the law of lift unless you get to where you're supposed to be, produce the ticket for you to get on that airline, walk in there, get yourself a seat, and get prepared to take off. You can have your ticket. You can have everything. Yeah, I'm going to Hawaii tomorrow. Yeah, here's my ticket, whatever. And you can even go to the airport and stand in the concourse where you're going nowhere you got a ticket you've got the right to have it but yet cooperating with the process now God's the healer we can't heal a act none of us God's the healer He's always willing and always ready to do that. So he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. And then Peter said, silver and gold, I don't have any of it, but such as I give thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So if I was coming up to somebody... I doubt very seriously that I would take that person and yank them and go. I would think there was cooperation. I would think that maybe he took his hand and as he's saying, get up, he's fastened on what he's saying. The power of God is the one doing the work here. Not, you know, if you're looking at the vessel for something, you're looking at the wrong place. Because he who is inside is greater than. So they had something inside. They knew they had something. And you know what? You can't give out what you don't have. Nothing to give somebody if you don't have it. Peter knew he had something to give that was more valuable than money. Now, I believe they were going to a prayer meeting And um, um, I don't think they typically went in to hand it. I think they gave. So to me, that says that money is not the issue here. The issue is that the power of God is present to heal you. And that's the thing. And so when you put the things of God in much more important light and receive those things... Things happen. So when he says, and he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength, and he leaped up, leaping up, stood and walked, and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. So what this tells me is that he received something of God, and he was in demonstration of what he received, and he was thanking God for what he got. He was grateful. For the things. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. What were they filled with? Wonder And amazement. Wonder and amazement. Doesn't say they were filled with faith. Does it? Faith requires an action. It requires for you to believe something. And as as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch, which is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk? The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his son, Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But let me see. I want to go down a little bit. And his name, verse 16, in his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom ye see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. So look at this. He said, why are you looking at us? As if we've done any of that. says, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and Jacob Uh, The God of our fathers has glorified his son, Jesus. Pastor Bob teaches a great uh, sermon on this, but I didn't know for a very long time that healing glorified God. God gets glory when somebody receives their healing. Isn't that an awesome thing? Something for us that manifests in our body gives glory to the creator. I mean, that is just awesome. So I can put it this way. You're doing something good for God when you receive your healing. Isn't that wonderful? God is so good. God is so good. So look what he says in 16. In his name, through faith in the name of Jesus. Has made this man strong. Whom you see and know. The faith which is by him. Jesus has given him. The man. This perfect soundness. In the presence of y'all. Perfect soundness. Do you remember? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And thou shall be. Sozoed. s o z o is the Greek word for that, sozo, which means? Saved, healed, delivered, preserved, protected, set free, nothing missing, nothing broken. All right, so I'm going to scoot on back to this one thing. I talked, I opened this, and so the Spirit of the Lord reminded me. Forgiveness is a choice. Remember, doesn't make the person right, but it sets you free, brings you out of the cage. If you have any unforgiveness towards anybody for any reason, I'm here to tell you today the Spirit of the Lord is ready to help you with that. To forgive you and to remove... That which is hidden deep in that stronghold. We want to pierce that darkness today because unforgiveness is a trap of the enemy. And it hinders. It hinders you in many areas of your life. It hinders your thinking. It hinders your emotions. You know, a lot of times when you're uh, you have something against somebody. You don't, you know. You thought you dealt with it long ago, and it you don't doesn't seem to bother you. And then all of a sudden, something comes up, and all of a sudden, you remember what that person did, and they were pretty wrong, and they were pretty ugly. And you're taking poison, and you're looking for the other person to kick the bucket. How does that work out? Not so good, does it? Who are the most bitter people that you know? The ones that refuse. It's not that they cannot, but they refuse to forgive. Forgiveness, all it is, is a choice. It's just a real simple choice. Lord, I choose to forgive so-and-so. I refuse to hold anything, anything, anybody that has wronged me. I refuse to hold it. I'm asking you to forgive me for the opposite. Anything I've done or somebody's holding um, something Somebody's holding something against me, would you forgive me? Because I did something I didn't even know I did. Get that forgiveness. And then God says, as far as the east is from the west, that's how far he removes it and remembers it no more. If he remembers it no more, what gives you the right to remember it? That's a pretty tough thing. Yeah, but. Yeah, but, well, you know, if you really have a big thing that somebody's done, I mean, an awful thing that somebody's done, nobody's saying that it's easy, but the choice to do it, to follow God is easy. Say, Lord, I'm willing to be willing. And it's something, um, but I'll tell you the quickest way to get over it. I mean, really get over it. Have you ever forgiven somebody? You repent it, you received it, and then comes back and live in color. Well, there's still a root of something in there that hasn't been taken care of. The quickest way to destroy that root that the enemy has attached is start praying for that person in earnest. Oh, man, I've prayed for some people. Lord! Bless them. Yeah, I really mean it, Lord. Bless them. And I'm thinking, I'll be mad if they get this that I've been believing for for a long time. No. Bless them. If they get it, Lord, I'm going to rejoice with them. Rejoice with them when they get blessed. Even if they're still mean and ugly. Remember with the, war, with the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Ooh, honey, that's a big one. Bless them. Pray for them. You know how you know that the forgiveness has been taken care of? is that person, when you see them again, there's no emotional attachment that rise up. There's none of that, ooh, you don't know what they did to me. You know, none of that. You're separated. You can say, praise God, Father, I thank you. I pray for that person to be in heaven. I pray for them to have a good life. That will separate you quicker than anything else I know. But it makes you free. What does it make you free? makes you free inside even of the things you don't even know about a lot of times, but you're free to have a walk of love and free to receive. That's the biggest thing. You want to receive everything God has for you, and when you receive it, you want to operate in the fullness of it. You can't just have it on your head because you don't operate that way. You have to take it, grab a hold of it, and guard it. Now, I'm going to talk about this real quick, and we're going to close. A lot of times, people get healed. And they're healed. I mean, genuinely, 100% healed. And a few months down the road, one of those same symptoms hit. Now, you know the fight you went through sometimes in the first time. And sometimes, you don't have what it takes to fight that way. So between seeing that and that, you need to be consistent. Don't get it and let it go. Don't let the, the devil talk in your ear. Don't say, well, oh, yeah, we've got an extra such and such. With long life, he satisfies me. And we used to say it this way. I don't care who gets it and who doesn't get it, but this is my receiving day and I'm getting it. And that's the way we need to be about our healing. Now, we, when I say that, I'm not excluding anybody from, you know, from that. But what I'm saying for you personally, looking at it, focus in on the things of God. Believe God. Believe you receive. Now, remember when we were doing that in, that thing, Jack, when he got that million dollars, he was no longer asking for a million bucks, was he, when he took possession of it? All right. Now, what if I would have said, Jack, okay, it's in the mail. Jack knows me. Jack, if I told you it was in the mail, what would you say?
0: I'd probably, probably check the mailbox.
1: <laughs> if you believe me and I was a person of my word, I'll be checking the mailbox. I'll, know, I'll let you know when it arrives. Right? As opposed to, Joe, where's my million dollars? You said you were going to give it to me. Jack, I put it in the mail. Joe, where is it? I still don't see it. Are you living by faith? Or are you living by your five physical senses? God sent His word and healed you past tense and delivered you from all your destruction. When you receive it, you have it. Do you look at your body to tell you if you're healed? No, what do you do? Body, you listen up. You are healed. This is what healed people do. You're up with the word of God. I enforce the word of God on you. You're not going backward, you know. Whatever needs to arm, you work in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, fingers, you do what you're supposed to do. I demand it in the name of Jesus. I demand. Now, listen, you're not demanding God, are you? Who are you demanding? Where does sickness and disease come from? Enemy. You shrivel up and die and get off my body. You be replaced by life. God life to breathe cells in the name of Jesus. I refuse. I refuse for you to operate in my life. I am a child of the king. I have what he said is mine. And healing belongs to me. There is no devil in hell that's going to keep me from my destiny. You Listen, you get radical about things. Is it important to you? When you receive it, you're not begging God for it anymore. Right? You got it? So what are you doing? You're reinforcing everything your eyes may not see. But the word says you've already taken possession of. Remember, when did did God... Talk about, well, when were your sins forgiven? Let me just ask you that. Was it at the cross? Well, that's technically true. Yes, I agree with that. But when was it, let's say, when was it provided for? What did God do? He spoke the and. From the beginning, right? He spoke and it was done. So before the foundation of the world. But the physical side of it was done when Jesus came, right? But when was it really done? When was your healing done? So, when the physical arrives as the manifestation of what you received and was entitled to before the foundation of the world, it's already done. When are you going to receive, take it, and make your stand? Yeah, but you don't understand it hurts. And? What's your response? It hurts. I can't stand it. Your response is what God said. Remember, if you're in a court of law, and God the Father is the judge, the accusers at the, um, at the table over there, and you're defending your position, he's saying you're guilty, you deserve. And Jesus, your attorney, your advocate, says, Hey hon, only say what I say. Only say what I say. And just a few minutes before, there was Jesus. Hey Dad, we got this. So it's all good, yeah, son, don't worry about it, it's all done. Let's go through the process. Only say what I say listen to me close your ears to what he says I'll take care of it it's all done it's all done and what happens forgiven healed by the power of God Glory to God. Father, we just thank you and we praise you. I thank you for your word. It's alive, Father, and working. Your word says so. It's alive and working. It's alive and working in every single one of us today. And it's pushing out every sickness and every disease. and every foul thought, Father... I just take the blood of Jesus and I wash each one of our brains and our minds. And, Father, I come against everything and anything that would try to exalt itself against the knowledge of God. Father, you said in Mark. Oh, glory to God. Okay. He said to read it, so let me find it real quick. He said so many good things. He said unto them, Mark 16, 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. What is the gospel? It's good news. You don't have to be sick no more in this case. He that believeth and is baptized shall be sozoed. But he that believeth not... Shall be damned. Now listen to this part. And these signs shall follow them that believe. What are signs following? In this case, it's healing. It's freedom, isn't it? We talked about freedom, forgiveness. We talked about healing. Talked about salvation. It's whatever you want to grab a hold for. In my name... Whose name Jesus. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing. It shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick. And they. The sick. Shall. Recover. The Lord said. So then the Lord had spoken unto them. He was received up from heaven. sat at the right hand. And they went forth. And preached everywhere. The Lord working with. And confirming. The word. With. Signs following, so I can say it work. The Lord working with and confirming his word with healing in your bodies. Glory to God. Father. Pastor Bob, would you close us in prayer, please?
0: Just lift your hands. Father, we thank you for the word of God. We thank you, Lord, that the price has been paid in full and that your word never changes. There's no revisions, no adjustments. It's set before the foundation of the world. The world, the the word was set. And Lord, we thank you for the provision. Thank you for the abundant supply and lord i thank you that uh, here now in this gathering that there's vessels that have the presence of god inside the holy spirit and we have the name of jesus and in that name every knee must bow every sickness and disease must bow Everything that the enemy has planned against us must bow. And Father, I thank you. All those that have come today to receive shall receive. And I thank you for every minister that's ministering healing. I thank you, God, that. That silver and gold is not the issue, but that which they have on the inside of them is released, anointing, and faith to receive is released from those that are believing for healing. God, we thank you that you're here right now. Even even now, pain and sickness is leaving bodies. And even those things that, Lord, we've put up with, we'll put up with no longer. So we want Jesus to be glorified, (laughs) even in that big toe being healed, even in those toenails being healed. Whatever it is, we want Jesus, God, to be glorified. if we've heard the word this morning that you're glorified every time we receive from you, every time we receive that for which Jesus paid an awesome price for us to have. We want Jesus to receive everything he purchased. We want him to be glorified in every aspect and every way because he's worthy of it. So we bind and come against the enemy and anything he would try and do But, Lord, we believe for your Spirit to flow and move in our midst in a mighty, glorious way. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I believe for pain to leave bodies. I believe peace to come. No, even as Joe was ministering, our healing is not... You know, what's the symptoms got to do with it? Nothing. Nothing. Don't look at the symptoms. (laughs) Healing has nothing to do with the symptom. It has to do with the word of the living God and what he says. But when you agree with the word of the living God, those things will leave. It might be a process that they leave, but they will leave. But also I have faith, and we have faith that if you're in pain right now, pain has to go. (laughs)
3: That
0: sounds like a contradiction. (laughs) The symptom has nothing to do with your healing. It, It doesn't. Just we have faith. I have faith that pain has to go. And it might go in just a little level, but that means that healing virtue, power's working in you. Well, if you have the same amount of pain, it's still working. Because it's the Word of God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's just stretch our hands towards our sister back here. We command in the name of Jesus for pain to leave their bodies. As a demonstration of your power, Lord, I believe for pain to go now in Jesus' name. Leave them in the name of Jesus. Now, thank you, Lord. I praise you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name. Now, who can tell the difference? Come up here for just a moment. Come on up for just a moment. Pain left. Leaving? It's leaving. It's lessened. Okay, it's less. If it's less, that's God's healing power working working in you. Well, I want you to come up and sit in a chair. Come on up here. Sit in one of these chairs. And our team is gonna come and minister to you, but God's healing power is already working in you and they're going to minister to those knees what about you come up where was the pain in you in the back side is it gone completely it's god's healing power working in you come on up take a take a seat we want pray for you and agree with you and anything else going Yeah, just um, keep a couple seats vacant in between you where people can come and pray.
3: When I came on March the 6th, I said I had received a death report from the doctors. So I was not led to take medicine and go to the doctor. When I asked the Lord, he said, I'm your master healer. So... He did not release me to go to the doctors. But I did because I had, was in so much pain 24-7, not leaving and trying to work. It was just got so bad. I said, Lord, I said, can I just go to the doctors to get some relief? He said, I'll be with you. Well, at first they wanted to keep me two, two months. But they let me go in a week, and that was God's doing. And they did not do anything that they were not supposed to do however when I got out and I was doing a follow-up every doctor I went to was a death report well I'm speaking life and every time doctor I go to and I'm telling you I'm speaking life and that I don't have what you say I have so the Lord you know he he I had to stop going to the doctors and so I just stood on the word I said well Lord we're the word only I'm standing on you on your word well when i uh on March the sixth when i came pastor said uh, whoever want to receive their manifested healing to stand and i did so after March the sixth maybe a few days because you know when you're standing on the word that the Satan just tried to come in like a flood and take what you have received, which I'm not giving it back. I, I got my healing, and he can't make me take no sickness and disease. Amen. So the, the excruciating pain, I couldn't eat. I couldn't drink. Just in 20, no men don't know this, but you know when a lady have a baby, she had contractions. Well, it was like i was having contractions 24/7 every day all day trying to work with the pain left and has not come back also i was not march the 6 yes wait wait wait, wait. We need to stop there and just yeah.
1: praise god the pain
3: glory to god glory to god and, to god. and, to god. and it has not come back from april from april of 2020 to March the, maybe the 8th, yeah. you know, a few days after of 2021. So that in March you had this yeah. Yes, and, and I was working and, you know, and it was just so hard. But, you know, God's grace is sufficient for you. So um, if I'm healed, uh, I did miss a lot of days of work, but I went as much as I could because I'm healed so by faith I'm healed so I'm not gonna just not go to work I'm gonna take that take that word and step out in faith and and the Lord is my strength you know so also uh also um I could I couldn't eat and drink, but, you know, you have to eat and you have to drink. And that's what was causing the pain. So now I can eat and drink what I want to. Amen. No pain. No no side effects. (laughs) So glory to God. I give him all the honor and all the glory. So I just thank. I just, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise, praise you, Father. I give you all the glory, glory and all the hallelujah. honor. Hallelujah. So, hallelujah. I just, hallelujah. hallelujah. You're right. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So, He has walked me. He has been with me. He has never left me nor forsaken me. And He has been with me all the way. And I have learned so much, and He has told me so much along the the path. And um I'm still believing God. I was like, I mean last week I was like Lord 1 Peter 2 24. Uh, I am healed by Jesus stripes. Uh you know I had so many strips scriptures I was standing on. And sometimes you cannot remember all of the scriptures or whatever. So I got a thing of index cards back this thick. <laughs> That I got my scriptures and things wrote on. Then I got little books. But God put people in my life that would stand with me, you know, because a lot of people don't understand that the word will heal you. Uh, not, you don't need nothing else. The word is health and medicine to your body. So you just saturate yourself with that word, that word will heal you. And God will put the people in your life that you need there to support you at that time. And some people just don't understand. They feel like you have to go to the doctor, you have to take the medicine. And that's, that's good, that's for some people. But it's, it wasn't for me. So that wasn't what God told me to do. So the most important thing to do is listen to the spirit and do what he tells you to do. If he say go to the doctor, take medicine, believe for this, believe for that, that's what you do. But he didn't tell me that. He wanted me to just stand on the word and totally depend on him. So that's what I'm doing. What, so,
0: were you of? what was the initial diagnosis?
3: Cancer. Cancer or- uh, I think they said pancreatic counts, I'm not sure. I don't know, I never accepted it, and uh, when they told me that, I'm like, I can't accept that. I said, I can't accept that. I said, I can't accept that. And then I said, and my family not gonna accept that. I said, so, I said, my family not gonna accept that. I remember saying it three times. I said, my family not gonna accept that, and And uh, I said, so if I do this, I would be alone because my family is not gonna ever accept that. And thank God my children, not one of them, through the weight loss and everything I was going through, not one of them ever said anything negative. And I was a little bit surprised about that I was a little bit surprised about that because my son, one of my sons is a firefighter paramedics. So, you know, I was kind of careful about telling him anything because he got that medical background. He never said anything. When they see me, they say, oh, you look so good. and Oh, you this and that. And, you know, and when I wasn't eating, my daughter say, uh, uh, Mama, have you eaten? I said, not yet. I'm going to eat. She said, well, you need to go on in there and eat with your greedy self. I said, well, I received it, I received it. So I told one of my coworkers, that's my girlfriend, and so she'll come and get me, cause it seemed like I eat more when I eat with someone. And she'll come and get me, and I was telling her what my daughter said, and she said, eat this, eat that. And uh, if it's something I get that I don't like, she'll say, uh, you know you like shrimp, get it, get it, take it, you know, off of her plate. You know you're greedy. I said, I receive that. I receive that. So unbelieving, um, I mean, God has never failed me. Every prayer, anything I have ever asked him for that lines up with the word of God, he has always done. Yeah. And he always show up and show out in my life. Amen. Always. So I just thank God for the people that he has put in place in my
0: life to stand with me. Thank you. Everybody, stretch your hands towards her. <sighs> mm. Father, we worship you. Lord, we know you're not a respecter of persons. You want to do this to everyone that has cancer. Oh, Lord, thank you for what you've done, this woman of faith. And Lord, we're grateful that we got to be a part. Got to be a part of this miracle. And Lord, we thank you. He'll never come back. Never come back. Never, ever. It doesn't have a chance. (laughs) Never come back. Totally free. And Lord, I believe this testimony will be broadcast and go forth. And bring hope and bring stir faith in others that nothing is impossible with you. Oh, glory to your name! Glory to your name, Lord. Just fill her up full of you, energize, strengthen, full of your power. Give her a dose of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Full, full, full. Let the joy of the Lord flood her being. Let the family rejoice. Let all those that hear this testimony rejoice in a great God. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Yes.
1: Hallelujah. Is she are you pain free? I know you said it was working. How how is the pain level?
4: It's not completely gone.
1: All right. So on a scale of one to ten, where are we at? Uh, half. Okay. And what is hurting specifically? Well, from the lower back. Okay. Can I just put my hand on your back? Sure.
4: And uh after i came with her like brought her last m- march sometimes sometime i get this ache on each side of my neck it's not an ache it's a i just, and it go all the way up in my head but i keep talking to it and it'll go away but it's i come it'll come back this morning i could feel it and last night and i can feel it a little bit now and i won't it's gone
1: it's gone
4: now I want it gone completely completely (laughs) I don't want to to deal with it
1: father in the name of Jesus we're just standing in agreement right now I thank you for that thing I thank you for that thing that has tried to attach her as no longer has power over her cursed in the name of Jesus Get out now in Jesus' name. You looser right now. Thank you. There
2: it is right there. There it is. There
1: it is. There it
0: is. Check
1: it out. Right there. All connected. (laughs) No longer connected. Oh, Jesus.
2: Jesus, up, up, Jesus, Jesus, up, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, thank you. Oh. The hook is gone. Oh, Jesus. Your head, thank you, Jesus. Neck. Thank you, oh. Jesus. Father, thank you. I just, I thank you, I, Lord.
0: I saw a hook, and it would just string you up and pull on your neck and head. But the hook is gone. You're free. In Jesus' name, out, out of her, out of her, out of her. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Let's worship the Lord, thanking Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Hallelujah sometimes we crucify the flesh and times, times we get it out <laughs> command something to go jesus name to Your name, glory to your name, hallelujah! Thank you, Thank you Lord, Thank you. hallelujah! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. hallelujah! hallelujah! We break every curse, everyone Thank that's you. cursed. Thank you, Jesus. This, Thank this you. handmaiden of the Lord, we Thank break you. the curses. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, you're redeemed from the curse, you. you're redeemed. And every word spoken against you, (laughs) you're redeemed from it and set free in Jesus' name. name Jesus. In the name of 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 Jesus.
2: Jesus. Jesus But I left it behind mm-hmm. with all the And the enemy has tried and tried and tried to stop me But he can't over. it's, it's over ended. He had tried to hinder me and he has hindered me to a point, but I just refuse. I start
0: walking. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Is there any pain in your body? Oh, no. No pain? No. All the pain's gone?
1: Oh. Oh, oh. oh
0: sorry.
1: <laughs> you don't knock her out yet? <laughs> if I don't hurt you, be healed. Okay, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> Can't
2: you move <lose> your knee? <laughs> You drunk in his <laughs> beer. Go
0: ahead. You
3: drunk in his <laughs>
0: beer. But let me speak beer. No, she won't. Drunk in his beer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Michelle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A precious Mm.
2: shaker.
0: God loves you. What do you what do you need?
4: I walk my well, I was born with cerebral palsy.
0: We curse silver palsy in the name of Jesus. We command it to leave her body now in Jesus' name. I'm tearing you. In the name of Jesus, go in Jesus' name. Any spirit involved here, go in Jesus' name. Birth defect, go in Jesus' name. Go, go. Go go in Jesus name. Free 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 your creative miracle power released in our body. In your whole system. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus name.
1: And we declare that God's
0: will will come forth in her her body Mm. and
1: in her mind and her soul. And she will be a walking testimony for the power of Jesus. The power of the Holy Spirit that That resurrected her. You give life. You are
0: love. You bring life.
2: Stand up. Stand up. Let's, let's
0: walk. In the name of Jesus, legs straighten up. Walk, walk plain, walk normal.
4: Today is, I did know that the enemy was trying to stop me because uh, Jesus has anointed me to speak and sing, and the enemy has tried to stop me for years. And uh, I always stood against the word. I appreciate what you taught today, that really ministered to me the word of God. That's why I'm still alive. Because of his word and because I believed him, I don't believe I'd be alive today if it was not what I had learned from his word. And when I came with my daughter in March, I wasn't interested in me getting some help from God, you know, y'all ministering to her. I was interested in her, and this time I decided I'm going to get ministry for myself. Yes, and I got it. I got delivered, hindrance, I've been hindered, Just I knew the hindrance was there, I believe it is, uh, I, I, mean, I mean in my ministry, it was like a blockage was there, I got set free, that's it, I got set free, I'm free, well I still was running so that was what I'm, I can run now without any hindrance, Amen. And no pain. And the hook is gone. Whatever that was, the pastor said that. that, What did he say the hook was doing? It was pulling, trying to take me from my purpose that God had for me. I thank God for that. I receive it. I'll be 82 next year. Yeah. I'll be 82 next year, and I'm going to live to be 120 and I'll be I'll be walking and talking and just as strong as I am today. Amen. 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 Um I, Satan tried to steal my voice and he did for 17 years. And I, God gave me the revelation of 1 Peter 2:24. And I stood on it and I confessed it. And people said I was crazy because I would say, uh, they'll say, how are you? And I said,
2: I'm, I'm wonderful. They said,
4: how can you say that and you can't even talk? I said, 1 Peter 2, 24 say, I'm here by Jesus Christ. And, when, and every, every testimony in church, they give a space for testimony. And they'll ask for testimony. And I stand up and I say,
2: I just want to thank Jesus. I'm here by Jesus Christ. And
4: my pastor even got up and said, People are saying they healed and they're saying they're the righteousness of God. And they said this for like three or four months. When I get up and testify, God had me in a bubble because He was teaching me. And I didn't know they were talking about me. And then one day, when they was talking about, it, they were saying, and hey, people talking about, it. they were saying it, but I was whispering at the time like this. That's the best I could talk. And uh, so one day they said it, and the pastor said it, and I thought,
2: I said, oh, they talking about me.
4: And I like, I said, well, I know I'm the right. It was too late because I had the revelation.
2: I said, I know I'm the righteousness of God.
4: And I know I'm healed. And when I, and when and some told me I was, let the Bible run me crazy, some said, God ain't gonna heal you. And I go home and I get on the floor on my knee. And I said, Father, you heard what they said. What do I do? He said, keep on saying it. Every time I go and tell, I run to him, I say, what do I do? I tell him what they said. He said, keep on saying it. And the revelation I got from that, I don't care how many times I went to him, and I said, what do you want me to do? What do I do now? He said, keep on saying it. The revelation was never stop saying the same thing. And you know what I am saying? You know what I was saying every time? By Jesus stripes them here. By Jesus stripes them here. Uh, and then the one that told me God wasn't going to hear me, and we were, I was in this little church, and it was like maybe, said 50 people, and we sung cappella, and they would come to me, and they would say, I know God hear you. And, well, it confused me, because I was learning. I didn't know, and I was like, I wouldn't say nothing to them. I'd go on, and I'd like, but they see he wasn't, so, but I knew I was. Yes. I'm going to just sing a little short one. And y'all probably know the song, but I learned the song, but I don't sing it like I heard it.
2: Thank you, Jesus. You unravel me with your melody, you surround me with your love. I you have delivered me from all my enemies.
4: Hallelujah. I'm his little girl.
2: I belong to him. Thank you, Jesus. I belong to him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. he He loves me. He loves me. He loves me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you all very, very much. down